Welcome to another episode of Rebelde Rewatch. I'm Elizabeth. Hey guys, I'm Hortensia. And we are slowly rewatching our way through all of the Rebelde episodes. Uh, we are today talking about numbers 15 and 16 uh, as we go through season one of the novella. Uh, hopefully you've been keeping up with us if you haven't make sure to go back and listen to our previous episodes where we start from the beginning of the novella all the way up to now Um, but today we're going to jump into episodes 15 and 16 so I think the biggest takeaway from 15 as we dive into that one um, there's a lot of stuff that we're going to talk through individually but one of the big keys that comes out of 15 is that there's a new alliance that forms um, between Miguel and Roberta. So we start to see some more complications to Mia's uh, life. Que difícil de ser Mia, poor Mia, as Miguel and Roberta uh, bond against her. So um, we can jump into 15. Not sure if you want to go ahead and start there um, with Miguel and Roberta. But before we jump in, I did want to ask, and maybe you know this because I don't know if this is the case, but what I have noticed is that this was episode 15. It had the Malas Intenciones intro by Eric Rubin. And it seems like it's every fifth episode. So it's like episode 5, 10, and 15, which I'm assuming were like the Friday episodes. Is that is there like a reason oh. behind that? Or is it just like they just decide to do Fridays with that song? You know, I don't know, actually. I, I didn't realize it was like a certain pattern to it. I did <laughs> notice that they'll sometimes switch it up, but I didn't, I wasn't sure which episodes like, were doing that. So that's a good point. Um, It might have been because I know, I mean, like you said, they were five days a week. So maybe Fridays were kind of like the, that was like the, the weekend the song. <laughs> yeah, the juiciest episode to leave you on the weekend cliffhanger. I don't know yeah. if that's the case, but that's just what popped into my head this week. So or this episode as we were watching it but um all right do you want to go ahead and dive in start off with where we want to start um i guess let me i I mean we can talk about well i guess let me start with um just the vico and tomas thing because in the last episode we find out you know vico is the secret note writer that she's been sending tomas these and um these love letters and, um, you know, as much as he was saying he's, you know, Diego's his best friend and that, you know, he couldn't do that to him, he ends up, you know, kind of caving in and falling forward and into the trap. And so he really does end up making out with with Vico and stuff. And, um, and we're going to see this throughout the episode. Like, he kind of is trying to fight. He knows he's wrong and he knows that's his best friend and he shouldn't be doing this. But, um Vico throughout the episode kind of messes with him and you know she does things she flirts she kind of touches him like inappropriate not not anything too inappropriate but you know she kind of is making him feel like hey you know she's flirty with him and he's Mm -hmm. kind of scared because he thinks Diego's gonna notice Mm -hmm. but he also isn't really putting a stop to it like he I think Mm -hmm. he kind of likes the attention I think he kind of feels like you said he's in Diego's shadow so this is sort of finally somebody's giving him attention um and he doesn't know that it's all just a big revenge plot um for her to get back at both of them or you know mostly at Diego um and so I guess that's something that I uh just want to get out of the way because I think it's it's throughout the episode but we we do see Diego ask him at some point like hey did you who was the mystery girl and he he kind of just lies and says oh 
she didn't show up and you know again now we see him lying to his best friend and mm-hmm. um and Tomas has been again he's not one of my favorite characters because of how he acts but he's been someone who we've seen being very loyal to Diego this whole time right mm-hmm. he's super loyal he's always been like his little sidekick and so it's out of character to see him lying to the one person like they're both kind of like just always each other's like only person like they only trust each other they only count on each other they don't really let other people into their little clique even now Giovanni he's in their clique but he's really not fully accepted so it's kind of interesting to see how uh, Tomas is betraying his best friend yeah yeah um yeah I don't really have anything to add there I think to your point like Biko's purposefully trying to like make him uncomfortable in in front of Diego and being extra flirty and touchy and um, very forward uh, mm-hmm. in a way to make Tomas feel uncomfortable. I'm, I, I don't know if she wants Diego to notice right away or if she's just, you know, that's just all part of her game. But he doesn't really put anything. He says, I think at one point, like, we can't continue until you talk to Diego. But then she easily, like, convinces him to keep, you know, sneaking around with her. So not too much to add there, but we just continue to see and and I'm wondering like when is her plan gonna be finished really? Yeah. How much longer is she gonna drag this out? Yeah, so um I guess to move on to like uh there's a couple of fights in this episode. Like Mia's fighting with Roberta again. They're fighting because Roberta's dance group, even though they had already said they were gonna pick Mia in the last episode, for some reason mm-hmm. she shows up with a bunch of girls again and they I know. Um, it keeps that we yeah. yes. We've there's talked some... about how the dance group is never consistent. We don't know how many people are in Yeah. <laughs> so there's, a, there's some inconsistencies with some of these filming. But they um they show up and they're kind of confront Mia's group as they're rehearsing. And so they have another little fight. But Mia gets interrupted because they said, somebody's looking for you in the lobby. And so it turns out that it's Peter, um, Pedro. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's him. And he actually brings Mia a photo of her mom mm-hmm. and this is an important scene because again Mia has been asking for this for a long time and her dad is always saying no there's no pictures or whatever and um, Pedro really does feel bad for her because he sees how much she just really wants to know about her mom so he brings a picture and it's a real emotional moment like Mia breaks down and cries seeing her for the first time you know and mm-hmm. um, side note I think the picture is actually of Anais real mom I think oh wow um, okay. Yeah, because I, I recognize her. I feel like that's her mom. Um, I've seen her her mom, and I feel like it's a picture of her maybe when she was younger. And so um, it's just interesting because I saw it, and I thought, well, who are they going to use for <laughs> the picture? <laughs> and it, I think it's Anais' real mom. So, um, so it, it, yeah, it was just kind of interesting to see that. Um, but it's a, it's a nice moment because, again, right now Mia's going through a lot of other little drama, you know, with, at school, and... Um, and so it was a nice moment to get something for her that she's been wanting for so long, which is, mm-hmm. you know, her mom, her memory of her mom, you know, and seeing her for the first time. Yeah. Um, I mean, you then, can see uh, from how emotional she is. She just, you can tell she's neat. She has been wanting and like needing answers. And mm-hmm. uh, so the fact that Pedro gives her like this photo just means a lot. But I also just wonder, like, if her dad could see, like, how much, like, what effect that one picture had on his daughter, right? Like, I know and how much he's been withholding from her. 
Yeah, and for whatever reason, we don't know why he's doing this yet. You know, um, because again, she he he says she passed away, and there's all this mystery to who she was and what happened and all this. So we don't really know the full story, but um, or you know yet, but it's it just seems that there's something else. Like, why is he? Like you said, if he if he knew how much his daughter just wants to know a little bit about her mom, like, you know, it's it just it's something so huge to her. So mm-hmm. um yeah, so nice moment because then we go into a couple of other moments for poor Mia that are pretty <laughs> funny. Um you know, again, her and Roberta are always clashing. So there's a funny scene when they're in the like dining area and Luhan and Roberta are, are making fun of her because she's sitting there and it's it's like she's waiting for someone. Um, and we find out she's waiting for for Selena, mm-hmm. uh, but they're just kind of like being all uh, they're like know. mocking her, right? They're acting, yeah, they're they're saying stuff that she would say about like oh mi pelo y mi ropa, and like they're kind of just like mocking her, pretending to like ay poor me, like I'm so yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny, and they're it really, is. they're really annoying her, which is also funny. But um, then Miguel shows up because. It, I think this is the the lunch that they were supposed to have together that Selena mm-hmm. wanted to have with Mia and Miguel together because she wants to unite them since they're her the two most important people to her. And um, I think this is so he shows up and he's kind of like, where's Selena? She's like, I don't know. You know, she's all mad because the other two are making fun of her and she's already annoyed because she doesn't like them. And then she doesn't like Miguel because of their history. And so she's just overall like, ah, you know, and frustrated. And so it's hilarious to see. And so at some point she's fed up and she's like, she starts insulting Miguel too. Like, mejor me voy, you know, she says something about que ranchero y que no sé qué. And so uh, you want to talk about like, I don't know how funny no, that moment is. It was just like the most hilarious thing. It was like such a funny <laughs> moment because he just gives her like this. He, he's just like, okay, está bien pelo de lote or whatever. And it's just like, she just kind of. I don't know if that was scripted or not because I feel like there was a real surprise on Anais face. <laughs> like she was like, oh. was like you know, uh, I feel like sometimes they would improvise some of their lines. Um, but it was such a good moment. She was so insulting, like, oh. and and so, it's my favorite line today. Like I wrote it down. I was like, hello, hello. <laughs> like, it was just so funny the way that it was delivered. The way it just yeah. popped out of nowhere. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's something that I think, like you said, I don't know if it was in the script. But I do remember when the band would talk about it later, there mm-hmm. was a lot of moments where they'd have improvised. And they said one of the persons that would improvise a lot is um, Christian Chavez and uh, oh. Giovanni. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to be fun to see some of those. I know a few episodes where things were, they seem improvised. You know, like you can mm-hmm. tell that even the cast is kind of laughing because it's not something they were expecting. And that's why I wonder if this one was improvised because I feel like Anaïs' face it's like, I feel like she really was surprised by it. Like, I feel like she really is like, oh, you know, and I feel like she almost wanted to laugh um, just a tiny bit because I think like it might have not been in the script. It, it's funny <laughs> to see, uh, to see that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, so she, she leaves and she takes off and, and Roberta takes this opportunity to say, hey, Miguel, you don't like Mia. I don't like Mia. Let's unite, you know, kind of, um, this is the first time Miguel and Roberta have a scene kind of just together by themselves or, you know, like talking. Another side note is interesting because of the two uh, actors that yeah. it is. Um, so 
anybody who's a fan of of these uh, actors knows that uh, Dulce and Poncho dated back in Clase 406. And so at this point, when they started filming Rebelde, uh, they had dated for, for, for a while. Well, they had, after the novela ended, Clase 406 ended. And so they had broken up by the time Rebelde started. And so um, after being together for maybe a year or two, like they had been together for a while. And so they broke up. And so it was always interesting to me as a person who, who kind of enjoyed watching them together and knew them from the novela previously. Cause in the, in the classic 406, they were a couple at the end of that. And so it was always interesting to me to just as a fan to mm-hmm. see them interact. And so this is the first time I get to see them interact because they don't get to do a lot of scenes together. And so I don't know. I was just having a fan moment of like, Oh, it's, you know, Poncho and Dulce together, <laughs> but it's really Roberta and Miguel. Right. And so, right they're talking about um getting back at Mia somehow and they decide to like plan something and at this point we really don't know what it is but um but yeah that was kind of a fun fun little scene little treat for the fans who know yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah. so then um as this is happening you know me uh Roberto's excited because they're gonna plot against Mia who's her like big nemesis right now um, so as she's leaving, she gives me like a hug and, and she goes, you know, her and Lujan leave, but well, Sel- oh, well, no, she doesn't leave. Um, Selena shows up and sees them. Oh, that's leaving. right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what's happening. So they're, so she's they're about hugging. to leave, right? She hugs him mm-hmm. and then Selena walks in and sees them hugging and her jealousy overtakes her again. And she's just like, get away from my boyfriend and mm-hmm. starts uh, insulting Roberta. And so Roberta doesn't hold back and insults her weight and so they just kind of like go at it a, a little bit then Roberta leaves mm-hmm. um and and we see again like we've seen in a couple episodes before Selena just letting her insecurity and her obsession with Mia kind of just overtake her and she's constantly jealous and overprotective of like their relationship yeah um, and so Miguel's kind of like had it at this point he's like you can't you can't keep doing this right like trying to control like who he's friends with and he's like you are suffocating me basically Mm -hmm. you need to let me just you just need to let me be Mm -hmm. um and so then she you know she starts crying she goes yeah yeah she um she doesn't realize you know she thinks Again, we've talked about Selena a lot and her, her insecurities. And I think um, the fact that she's so possessive of Miguel is because she really is scared to lose him. But she keeps, she's going to end up pushing him away is what's going to happen because of her behavior. And mm-hmm. so um, we see that here because, I mean, again, he was just hugging a friend. And I think he's sort of, as much as he cares for her, he's getting tired of her behavior, you know, like, and, you know, poor Selena, she just doesn't know how to deal with at all I think she just needs some help but anyway um they kind of just that that's where everything ends on that on that scene because you know we don't see anything else happen with that yeah do you want to um I don't know if we take that to when she's back in her room oh because then she goes crying right she goes crying yeah so she's she goes to her room crying um and so Mia's kind of like what happened now and she says you know like Roberta was 
all up on Miguel. So I yelled at her and blah, blah, blah. And, and even Mia at this point is like, Selena, you got to stop. Like, maybe it was just a hug, right? Like, they're friends. Yeah. Uh, and she she basically says, like, you're going to suffocate him. She uses the exact same word, like, asphyxia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like, that's exactly what he said. And she's like, yeah, you're you're going to ruin this relationship because you're um, holding on too tight. And ultimately what she's urging her, she's like, you got to have more confidence in yourself and, mm-hmm. and loosen your grip or, or you're going to ruin this relationship. And she's saying all this. And we know that she likes Miguel, but she's saying all this because she really cares for Selena and ultimately is like being a good friend of like, this is what you're like, you're too intense right now. <laughs> you need to take it down. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah, she's trying to be a good friend. And I think, um, Selena sees that, you know, but again, it's hard for Selena. I feel like she hears all these things and then, but when it comes down to it, she doesn't take it to, you know, she forgets about it. So when she gets in front of Miguel and sees him talking to any girl, you know, mm-hmm. she's just like, ah, she's kind of obsessed. So, um, yeah, but then I guess moving on to other things. Um, oh, I guess here, this is the episode where actually, um, so we know that Roberta lost Marcelino and then he shows up at the school and she saw him, but she can't, she never really caught him. She never really found mm-hmm. out where he was. Like she just saw him throw a window. And so this is where he actually shows up. And in a weird, crazy scene, because I feel like, I don't know how Roberta gets away with this, but she, she slaps. So she's doing her homework and she asks for help from the professor. Right. And then mm-hmm. the professor sits down to help her, but then like, she thinks he's, touching her leg and it's actually Marcelino under the table because mm-hmm. for some reason he got into the school because this kid right. can do everything and so <laughs> he got into the school and he snuck in and he's under the table and nobody saw him but he's like pulling on her skirt or doing I don't know what and so she thinks it's the professor like messing with her and she slaps mm-hmm. him and he's like senorita pardo and all this stuff but like she doesn't get in trouble. Like it's just she's, she makes some kind of lame excuse about like, oh my god, it's because this and that. And um, I don't know if she blames her period. Does she blame I her think, period? I think she does. <laughs> <laughs> so she just makes some kind of crazy excuse. I don't know. And she gets away with it. But basically, at that point, her and Luhan have to sneak him out of there so they can get him into like to their room. Mm-hmm. And then we see them, you know, like Lupita and, and Luhan and Roberta talking with him and trying to figure out what they're going to do with him and just all this different stuff dealing with Marcelino. Um, because, who, you know, he's kind of a funny kid, but he's trouble. Like, he's he's a kid. He's hyper. He's, he's kind of, they can't control him. And so they're trying to figure out how they're going to keep this a secret. So, I don't know. It's going to be trouble. Yeah. Um, I think one one thing I'll say is just uh, it's kind of cool because him and Luhan like really kind of understand each other. Right? Like she sees him right away and like they're kind of friends right away because she comes from a similar background. Right? Like she grew up in an orphanage. She knows what it's like to kind of grow up on your own. And um, a lot of the times she's like, he's fine. He's he you know, he's a street smart kid because she can identify with like, mm hmm with him and so I just thought that was kind of cool because she they they kind of just like get each other in a different way yeah I agree I thought that was interesting yeah because I know like you know she the other two like Lupita and Roberta will worry about certain things and she's like no he'll be fine like he's basically like saying you know he's probably 
Canal Smart, all of, you know, like, mm-hmm. it takes a lot to, to, to live that kind of, like, life that they lived. And so I think, like, she she knows that he can take care of himself. Yeah. Like, she's had to take care of herself. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I like that point you made. Um, what else happens in this episode? So, uh, oh, I guess we can talk about um, Miguel and Mia's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess Franco shows up to the school all of a sudden at a funny moment because Miguel is having, like, target practice at Mia's face. <laughs> like, <laughs> He has a dart, like a target, and he's throwing darts at her face, which is funny. And then Franco shows up, and he's trying to make sure Franco doesn't see the picture. It's just so awkward. Um, But Franco comes to say how impressed he is with the report that Miguel is working on. And, you know, Miguel tries to get a job from him, right? Mm -hmm. He asks, like, if he could ever work for him. And Franco is just like, well, no, you focus on school. Like you're young, you got other things going on. I'm sure one day when you're older. um, Yeah, but obviously Miguel just wants to like get close to him, so he's trying to figure out a way to stay in that man's life. Yeah, and it's just another sign. It's it it makes me think again how much Miguel can, um, like how good he is at acting. Like very charming and very, um, you know, because he's a smart guy, and I feel like. Franco's impressed with him but it's because he's so good at like like he's just a smart guy he knows how to he's he's he knows what he needs to do to get his accomplish his goal and I feel like mm-hmm. he's so manipulative but without seeming like he's being manipulative you know mm-hmm. um but anyway so Mia finds out after Franco leaves the Miguel's room he talks to Mia and Mia finds out that Miguel and him know each other and that Miguel's mm-hmm. doing a report on him so she's obviously very upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's, she basically says, like, there's no finance report or no nothing about business. We're doing an ethics report. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of makes Franco suspicious a little bit. And he mm-hmm. brings it up, brings, brings that up with the director. And so they end up calling Miguel to the office. And he's kind of, at this point, you feel like, oh, they figured out his secret. You know, like, he's lying. Something's going on. But basically, they just say, like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you pretending this whole mm-hmm. time, you know, to be doing this, like, business report? And then he kind of just says, you know, he's got a, he's someone who aspires to do great things. And so he's just trying to get inspiration and this and that. Like, he plays it off again really well. Yeah, he's a quick thinker. He is. And so Franco's kind of impressed again with his, I guess, his desire to be better, like, to better himself. And he kind of defends him when the when the director is trying to, you know, he's kind of almost threatening him to, I don't know if he was basically saying, like, you, you're you lying and you deserve to be punished. And Franco kind of defends him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he basically said, I'm not going to ask for punishment. Um, so he they, they kind of let it go. He gets away with it again. Yeah. So it's like, man, Miguel is, <laughs> again, <laughs> so smart on his feet. He's getting away with it. But, um. But then Mia confronts um, Miguel and is like, what do you want with my family? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what is your, what is your, like, what's going on? Because, I mean, I would too. Like, there's a lot that, you know, as Mia, I would be concerned. Like, mm-hmm. just, she already doesn't trust him. And then now uh-huh. it's on top of it. Yeah, it's like, why are you trying to, like, find out stuff about my dad? Like, that would make me feel weird, you know, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
one so, thing yeah. though is Colucci does he's like I'm not gonna ask for him to be punished but he does ask the director to share like Miguel's files with him so he's not he's a smart guy and he's not gonna let it just drop like that right like he's impressed by Miguel but he's like well let me look into like what is going on with this kid yeah 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 like he's still gonna like do things on his turn but I feel like he's just wondering why does this kid take so much interest in me or whatever so mm-hmm. um yeah and I think um what else happens here I, I feel like those were the main plot points there's um, a couple of things be- uh Bilat catches right? um so she she sees the Tomas and Vico are hooking up they have another meeting at the in the basement or maybe it's the first one but Pilar sees Tomas leaving um, that room. And so she goes in and she sees that there is like candles and there's, you know, like mm-hmm. signs of romance. And so she's like, obviously she's conducting stuff for her next Anonimo. Um, yeah. As she always is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then on a funny note, uh, I wanted to find out why did suddenly Giovanni have such an interest in <laughs> And Mia, so suddenly Giovanni's decided Mia is the girl that he, is going to be for him, right? Mm-hmm. So suddenly he's asking about her. He's asking Tomas, and Tomas kind of like, I don't know, like, why are you asking me? You know, it's mm-hmm. just, um, so he's taking an interest in Mia, probably because she's the most popular girl, and he's trying to always also kind of fit in and take a spot in the popular kid. So maybe he thinks by dating Mia, mm-hmm. that's, his, that's his way to get in. So, um, so that's going to I think be a recurring thing uh, with Giovanni and I guess at the end of this episode is there anything else before we get to the end or yeah before we get to the end so because Roberta and and Lujan found Marcelino they read all the papers about him right right. Mm -hmm. all the reporte that the periodista had put together Um, and so she finds out like everything that is tied with Diego and his family and so she decides that she's going to write her ethics report on on this on Diego and like this child and everything that went down with that um and so when she turns in her report it's like el síndrome del muñequito de plástico or whatever right like and so he knows like oh great it's about me because she calls me (laughs) yeah because I think it's funny when I think even doesn't Tomas say, like, the world doesn't revolve around you? Like, no es el ombligo del mundo or something? And then, basically, like, why do you think it's about you? And he's like, because that's what she's called me before. He knows. Yeah. Like, he knows that's, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this, that's going to be funny, too. You know, it's just funny. to That whole part was funny. But we know that's that's for sure what's happening. So yeah. I thought it was funny. He, he knew immediately that was him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, you can get to the end because so, also pretty hilarious. The end is pretty hilarious too. So at the end of it, Mia's group dance group again. This dance group that is so inconsistent. They're <laughs> dancing and they're doing this like choreography and acting all because you know their their teachers kind of like we have to bring it this year. This year we have to be the best. And I guess they go to these competitions or whatever. And um, and Lupita's in the dance group because she picked. Uh, Mia's group of course and so they're dancing and all that and suddenly uh, there's this change in music and somebody mm-hmm. takes over and it's Roberta and Luján and Nico and Miguel yeah. and, 
these this little co-ed group and they come in and they start having a dance off and it's just so hilarious like this whole thing is hilarious <laughs> dance uh, battle <laughs> a dance battle uh in the in the lobby and so you know then Mia's showing them like look at these steps and then they're like look at these you know it's just such a funny dance battle and um and at the end the very end they just kind of face off Miguel and and Mia so mm-hmm. it's like you know that tense moment that's the yeah. end of the episode that's the end and when that that's basically we find out that's what Miguel and Roberto were plotting uh, yeah at one time so uh dance battle okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything to add before we go on to episode 16 no it was just it was it was just a lot of fun la- watching and laughing at a lot of these scenes if you guys haven't seen the dance battle, go watch the dance battle. <laughs> but uh, I think we mentioned this in the last episode. None of the dancing is great. So it's, you know, watch it for fun times. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Um, so I guess as we get into episode 16, we we pick up right at that moment where they had that battle. Mm-hmm. And um, and the teacher, the teacher is so funny, too, because she's just like Mia's in charge, you know, before when Mia was picking the dancers. But now that she sees this other dance group. She's like, oh, I like y'all. And Roberto's like, can we also have, like, a new group, you know? And the teacher's like, yeah, of course. You know, basically, like, thinking, sure, why not? And I don't know, just making decisions. And Mia's really upset because to her, this is a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. even though it's just a dance group to her, it's like, this is her her thing. You know, she's the captain of this or whatever. And I think she feels hurt that her teacher immediately was like, sure. Like, no big deal. And you know, and she runs off all, all hurt by everything. Yeah, <laughs> and sentiment. the teacher, like rightfully so, is like this is supposed to be something for fun, right? Like, yeah, and, and she's, you know, supposed to not pick sides. So I don't know. I feel like she's acting logically. Like, sure, why not have more dance groups? Yeah, <laughs> Mia can't have like a dictatorship on dance, <laughs> but she does. Feel like she can. So she feels like she's the dance group. So she feels her and upset. And it's one of those moments where, you know, she's acting like the little spoiled Mia, and so she runs away, um, very, very upset about it. And um, I guess I'm not sure. I guess we can go back to that to Mia if anything else happened, but um. I think, oh, I, I guess going back to also Diego when we talked about that report. So Diego, as we know, always is, is using Vico. So again, he decides to use Vico and says, hey, can you find out what Roberto's writing about me? You know, mm-hmm. and so at this point, Vico is, as we all know, taking her own, you know, uh, steps to get revenge on Diego. But she uh, acts like, OK, fine, you know, and so she goes with it. Um, and and so she's going to be kind of. Oh, but it's so mean how they decide. So she's like, yeah, voy a usar la, a la, la mensa de Lupita. Or she says something like that because mm-hmm. también mensa or something like that. Like, I'm thinking, poor Lupita. Like, because she's so naive, like, people do tend to use her a lot. Yeah. Um, And so I was just like, I poor Lupita. They're going to, you know, and, and I think it goes to show, too, like, how, because she's in the middle of both groups, um, it's not a good place to be in a way because you how do you stay loyal to both you know mm-hmm. again you're on one side but you want to be everybody's friend and sometimes that's hard you know when you have people that are so against each other well that comes up later in the episode because at one point she tells Roberta and Luhan 
like I'm I'm picking Mia's group because I already gave her my word mm-hmm. in terms of like the dance groups right so it was like either you join Roberta's or you join Mia's and so she joins Mia's because she's like well I had already told her I would and and Luhan basically says that right like you can't be everybody's friend there's going to come a point where you have to choose a side um, mm-hmm. which is harsh but also probably true yeah, because at the end of the day, if this other, if these groups are hurt, like, okay, I, I agree it's try it's good to try to, like, get along with everyone when you can. But um, in this case, these two groups are so uh, on opposite ends, you know, like, they're obviously, there's a lot of uh, resentment and, and anger towards each other. And so it's like, who, how are you going to defend your friends? Like, who are you going to pick mm-hmm. if some, they're really trying to hurt each other? Like, how are you going to decide which one gets hurt or doesn't get hurt? And so I feel like Lupita's putting herself in that spot where how are you going to decide at that moment when something happens, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so, and later on, as we see, Vico does ask her about Roberta and and she is kind of naive, right? Real naive. (laughs) And she kind of falls into the trap and she says, yeah, it is about Diego, but she's not actively like thinks she's telling on Roberta. She's just think she's agreeing because she thinks Diego already knows which he does I mean to some extent but um I just feel like she is so naive she does fall for the trap and thankfully she stopped like she didn't give any details about what's in the report right like she was smart enough to not go there but she um she basically just confirms that the report is about him and so that's what Vico ultimately tells him like yep it's about you I don't know what's in it though yeah yeah so um and then just to that effect too um to keep going with that storyline Diego is again as I've mentioned many times he's really a not a likable character in my opinion right now because of all the different you know things he does just to manipulate people and to treat people like really badly and so Mm -hmm. he goes back and again he's he threatens Roberta real aggressively um about the report and says like you better change it and this and that and Roberta gets away she kicks him and she's trying to escape and then it just so happens that Marcelino is driving by on one of the little carts the golf carts that they use and he he um is that where he no he just kind of starts attacking Diego yeah and so that's dangerous because now Diego knows there's a kid on campus and he I don't know if he put did he put it together yet that it's the kid that he he hasn't put it together. So what happened was earlier in the episode, him and Tomas were on the golf course or like, you know, around and Marcelino threw a golf ball at his head. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a funny moment. Uh, and they see him and and Diego's like, that's a little kid that threw it at me. And Tomas like, you can't be a little kid. Little kids can't drive golf carts, but it is a little kid. We know that it is. Mm-hmm. So then by the time Roberta the Roberta scene with Marcelino, he had already seen him at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does know that there's a little kid. Um, well, I don't I mean, think he knows that it's the same kid, but now he knows that Roberta is involved somehow. Yeah, like somehow this kid has something to do with Roberta. Right. Um, And this kid for sure knows who Diego is because he remembers that, you know, obviously this is a guy mm-hmm. who got his brother locked up. And so he already doesn't like Diego and then he saw him attacking Roberta so he you know con más razón he he attacked him but now again like you said he 
Diego knows he has something to use against Roberta. So mm -hmm. he basically threatens her and says, if you don't change your report, I'm going to tell them about this kid or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so for a second, it looks like Roberta's going to give in mm -hmm. to his demand. But then she doesn't. She ends up saying she's going to keep the report. And I'm wondering what she's plotting. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see in the next episode. Yeah, because I, I, I know she decides to keep it and risk. You know, there's a lot to risk because she knows Diego is not someone who, you know, he just takes everything so aggressively. And so he's going to have revenge if she keeps on this path. And, and now he knows about Marcelino. So I'm just wondering what her her idea is. But anyway, we'll find out. Um. And then going back to Tomas and Diego. So so Diego knows that Tomas has been meeting up with somebody. And he keeps trying to find out who, you know, because he's like, I'm your... Oh, I guess what happens is there's an anonymous letter. Right? At some point, this episode. Yes, but have we talked about... There's one part that we haven't talked about before we get to the anonymo, which is Giovanni. Oh, Giovanni. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, could I just say, like, great comedic acting by Christian in the he's so terrible, funny terrible moment but like good acting like he's very uh his physicality with his acting is is really good uh-huh um so he like you you said in the last in, in for episode 15 that we just covered he's suddenly obsessed with mia and wants to find a way to date her and so he's trying to figure out like what is she like or things that he can use to you know get her to like him so he decides to go spy in her room and kind of just look around and read her diary and stuff and try to get more information about her um he finds a picture of her and starts like making out the picture and really weird stuff uh but then um what's so funny about it is like he's he in his mind believes he's like this great spy and so he's doing yeah. like all these moves where he's you know like undercover like trying to sneak in and out of the room um and he's terrible at it. And so Bilad sees him leaving Mia's room. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously you don't want to get caught by Bilad doing anything because it's going to go in the anonymous. Yeah, Bilad is against being sneaky. Like she had a really couple of bad episodes or bad scenes in the last couple of episodes. And I felt bad for her. But I'm back to, back to not feeling bad for her because she's <laughs> bad to, back to being a little sneaky and annoying person. Like trying to find dirt on everybody. And so she sees Giovanni leaving Mia's room and that's going to be something she's going to use. But then also she sneaks into Roberta's room because earlier she had heard what she thought was somebody in the room with them, remember? And it was Marcelino. So yeah. she comes back to check what's going on. And again, I'm thinking in my head, what is Roberta? what has Roberta done to you? Like, I understand you wanting to get revenge on the people that do stuff to you. But right now, Roberta hasn't done anything to you. Like the last thing she did, she apologized for and she they were in pretty cool terms it seemed like you know mm -hmm. so i'm thinking you know you want you want to have friends so bad but you're also not someone who kind of just tries to develop friendships because if you know roberta and her crew were kind of being friendly like why not try to just stick with them they even helped they even included her on the dance group mm -hmm. and mia never did and so i'm thinking you know hey pick pick a side or try to be friendly or something instead she goes in to be sneaky and she looks around their room and she finds the matapiojos which is mm -hmm. what they were using on Marcelino because he had piojos. And so she's like, oh, now I know what else I'm going to put in my letter. And I'm thinking, oh, here we go. Yeah. This is why <laughs> people don't like you, Bilal. <laughs> you know, but um, but anyway, so yeah, that's what she's up to. 
yeah. then the- so the anonymo comes out and uh-huh. it has it has those three stories it has the watch out for becados because they have piojos right like we uh-huh. found we found mata piojos in roberta's room and so obviously mia loves that because you know it's making fun of roberta and her crew and yeah. then um it talks about um uh, tomas leaving the basement after like some kind of like romantic session was happening and the only really clues that they have to go by is that he's carrying what is it like a stereo or some kind of like um radio thing yeah, but I mean, she she saw like the room and it like had candles and stuff. But 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 I mean, like in terms of like trying to figure out this person's identity, they're like somebody who owns this type. Of oh, that's right, radio. somebody who owns this like blue stereo or something. Yeah. yeah. And then the last story in there is that she saw Giovanni sneaking out of Mia's room, and so that's the point where Mia like goes crazy. Yeah, because she is like, "What are you doing?" And so she confronts Giovanni, but. For some reason in her head, maybe because Miguel has been acting like such a weirdo with her, she thinks Miguel put him up to it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we'll get to that in a minute. But another point I wanted to make was um, when we talk about the fact that Mia was laughing about the whole Matapiojos thing, I thought it was really awkward because it was in front of Lupita. And mm-hmm. she does say like, I... Lupita because they're making fun of her and her friend and she's in that room and she's friends with Roberta and yet she's laughing and then she's like oh I'm sorry but then I'm thinking again there's one of those moments where it's like you can't be friends with both groups because you know again they're making fun of your friends and Mm -hmm. Lupita makes up a story about the fact that it's not for that it's that I was helping uh, it's a treatment for ongos or something and I'm thinking oh you're not making it any better Yeah, you know and so then she's like, oh, yeah, Wakala tiene hongos, you know, and so she thinks everything's about Roberta. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mia does. And so it's like more for her to, to make fun of Roberta. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of, again, goes back to the fact that Lupita's trying to help, but I feel like, see, that's how hard it is to navigate those two groups. Like, you can't be really friends with both because you're making fun or you're letting other people make fun of your friends with the fact that, like, Cause, and you're being friends with this person. So I don't know. It's just weird to me. So anyway, but um, I think, is there anything else? Before? Oh, yeah, there's a couple of things that happen towards the end that are really important. But um, I guess we need to talk about, we talked about Miguel and, and, and Mia's dad, right? We talked about how he was looking into Miguel's files. And so he finds, uh, what he finds out from those is that Miguel's uh, dad passed away last year um, and he can't shake this feeling that Arango sounds like a familiar name. He's like, I think I used to know somebody with that name. So ultimately he calls Miguel and invites him over and um, he's like, obviously don't tell me about this. But so at some point Miguel's going to go over there. It doesn't happen in this episode, but he does invite him over. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it's something that he's planning, and it's funny because he's like, "Don't tell Mia," but because he, he knows she's not gonna like it. But, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's interesting that he's wanting to find out more about Miguel, um, and he does tell Peter it's something about the last name, and I had a partner, like a business partner, right, mm-hmm. with that last name or something. So now we're getting to the plot that's like, okay, so it's possible that this is the Colucci, um, that that. 
was responsible in some way for because Colucci is a big family and, and we've he, they mentioned several times that there's several brothers that have businesses and so um we don't know if he had if Miguel had the right Colucci or, or not and so now it's kind of the fact that Franco recognizes his name makes it seem like okay maybe it is the right one mm-hmm. you know um anyway but so I think after let me see there's something else um Guys are making fun. Guys specifically oh, led by Tomas uh, oh, start Tomas. making fun of Nico and Miguel and calling them like homophobic names because they're in this dance group with Roberta. And so I guess guys can't dance, right? Like they're not allowed to um, in this world. So yeah. they're making fun of them. It's bothering Nico, but he doesn't do anything about it. And so then Miguel's like, well, let's do something <laughs> so, yeah Miguel's the one who's like let's he always like goes to the fight so they kind of start like shoving each other around but um he gets broken up but oh Selena comes and grabs him and she's like you have a phone call and that's when he leaves to talk to Colucci uh-huh. but that leads to Selena now being worried about Miguel right because he's constantly being picked on mm-hmm. and and again this is again that was a a scene that to me was really bothersome because it's like they're making fun of them for dancing and again using all these homophobic you know slurs or whatever and so it's it's just also you know it's it's sad because again it's there are things that in our, in our culture I feel like they're not talked about and this was and, and this is also years ago this is 17 years ago so I feel like you know making gay jokes or making jokes like they they just let them you know let let them go and now it's like we know better like people shouldn't do that kind of stuff but the thing is that uh, from personal like uh stories we hear from like Christian Chavez you know Mm -hmm. like at the he was going through a lot of that in his personal life um not knowing when to come out to his family or to people not Mm -hmm. being able to so it's kind of like the same thing when you see you know what Nani was going through with her eating disorders and how all of these actors were having real issues with some of the topics that were being handled in the novela so I don't I just wonder how hard it was to kind of you know have to deal with this and go with it and and make it all like a joke and stuff when these were actual things that they were going through in real life and so you know you just kind of think about that how um, as a society things were just you know not talked about or handled correctly Um, so anyway but to go back to that they Selena is worried about Miguel because she starts talking about La Logia. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, if you're bringing too much attention to yourself, you have to try to blend in and not send out. And he's like, why? And she starts saying, because you could be targeted. And so during this whole conversation, we start seeing this crazy looking scene um, of these characters and these like covered up with masks and like hooded and all this stuff very nazi like everything looks like the nazis to me and they also have this whole like thing about we're trying to keep the purity of the school and you know just a lot of really like negative uh, messages and stuff and they they talk about that and it's la logia obviously and they're recruiting they're initiating their new members who obviously we don't know who any of these people are because they're all like faceless at this point um and they bring up that the two targets for this year are Miguel and Nico. Um, and again, they bring up the fact that they're in that dance group y que son unos de gener- desgenera- degenerados because of 
being in that dance group. And again, it's like, it's just all these weird, troublesome issues, but, but they're going to take care of them basically. And so we don't know what that means. You know, we don't know how dangerous this group is at this point, La Logia, but it sounds pretty, pretty, pretty scary. You know, they, they're, they look like they take themselves very seriously. Mm So, um, yeah, exactly. they're wearing like military camo, they're wearing ski masks, they're chanting chants. I don't know, they're pretty creepy. Um, yeah, so yeah, well, I, I, I'm sure it's a, and, and the way that like, everybody talks about them, right? Like, they're a threat to take seriously, exactly. And so, um, again, we don't know to how what extreme they're willing to go yet. But from what everybody sounds like, it's like you don't want to be on their target list, you know? And Miguel has gotten himself on this list because of exactly who he is. You know, he's a becado. Um, He kind of keeps getting into trouble and he keeps getting in trouble with the popular kids. And we don't know at this point who is in the logia. So we don't know if it's the most powerful popular kids or who it is. So, So, yeah, so there's a lot of reasons why he seems to be in danger. And he doesn't really buy this story from Selena. Right? Like he can't, in his mind, he can't imagine like this group really exists or that they're that powerful. So he's just kind of like, is this true? Or are you just like making this up? Like, are you embarrassed by me? Are you like, because they're talking about me because you can't change me. And if you want to break up right now, like, just let me know. So <laughs> he's just like, I know. I think he's like, I'm over this. If you want to break up. And she's just like, ah. I know. He's kind of thinking like, maybe this is my way out. Like, I'm yeah. going to do this. <laughs> Um, yeah, so at the end, that's close to the end, but the very end of the episode, what happens is that we get Mia very upset about Miguel sending Giovanni to spy on her. Which uh, she has convinced herself that's what happened. Yeah, exactly. She thinks that's all him, and she comes in and confronts him in his room. And he's, she's like, Why are you doing this? And, and they have like a shouting match. Like, again, it's aggressive. Miguel comes out, and I'm like, Man, mm-hmm. he's got so much. First of all, Alfonso is such a good actor. He's he really convinces me he's mad. Like he's pretty pretty um scary. aggressive. He's pretty scary, yeah. yeah. And so they have this terrible shouting match, but then of course, like eventually they they face off and what ends up happening is they kiss. And it's like that moment of <gasps> because we all know that deep down they've both been fighting these feelings, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of a moment of is this how it's going to be? Because it was so aggressive. And it's not. Now what are they going to tell Selena? Exactly. Like, what are they going to tell Selena? I guess we'll have to find out in our next recap. Yeah. So that's the end. All right. Well, thanks for following along. Um, Tune back next week as we go into 17 and 18 on Tuesday and then 19 and 20 on Thursday. Remember to follow along with us if you have any comments to share, anything that you want, um, questions um, to ask, if there's moments that we missed or just like your favorite dialogue that you want to share, let us know. Um, make sure to follow us on um, on Spotify so you can be notified of new episodes. And then where else can they find us? They can You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Rebelde Rewatch. So make sure to find us and you know, comment on our um, posts and just let us know how you're enjoying the episodes. And with that, we will catch you guys next week. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for joining and we'll talk to you all next week. Bye.